terrific to have with us today, Stephen, Dr. Stephen Nassiter. Uh, Steve is the was the longtime president of the Jewish United Fund, J- Chicago's Jewish Federation. Really um, set the standard for Jewish professionalism, and that job for many years raised in excess of $8 billion for the Jewish community, not just of Chicago, but globally in his role in that job. Um, Someone I've looked up to over the years and I'm really happy, Steve, to have your insights on this uh, discussion. So thank you so much for joining us. Well, David, thank you for inviting me. Always good to be with you. So Steve, we've entered an interesting ideological moment. Um, what, what are you seeing that gives you concern about this ideological moment? Yeah, well, a couple of things, the ideological, you know, you know, as Americans and as Jews, um, I think we're going through a difficult time um, where uh, the, a lot of the beliefs that we've held for a long time and what made uh, Jewish life in America great um, seemed to be a little bit under attack, uh, and uh, and uh, you know there's any no- in number of parts, but you know part of it is this: the the two tribes that al- that exist in America, um, uh, not seeming not not too eager to work with one another, uh, and unfortunately we see pieces of that in our community as well. Uh, and and we're a minority. We're still a, <laughs> we're only six six seven million people uh, in uh, in uh, the United States. And uh, you know there's 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 something to the notion of unity on the big issues. And there's something to the the sense of uh, Derek Harris and uh, appreciation for others other points of view. And um, again, the same thing that we see in the bigger society. Uh, we we begin to see in our own community as well, um, and um, it's it, it, those are dark clouds, and they can they concern me, and I, I know they concern many other people as well. Mm. So we've seen this phenomena and of what some call woke ideology. It's become a bit of a complicated term, so not everybody likes it, but we all sort of know what it means when we when we say it. Um, We've seen that sort of gain ground. Um, how, does that concern you specifically in any way, or is do you think it's just sort of a continuation of whatever other disturbing trends you've seen on the ideological fringes? Well, it it, it, it does. Uh, it's it, it it's that, but there's a little bit more from a Jewish perspective because you know every every generation of Jews um, is absolutely convinced that the generation behind them will never do as much, won't be as good, won't fulfill the mitzvot or the traditions, et cetera, et cetera. And by and large, that's usually wrong, but we nevertheless still feel that way. And so I think uh, what we what we see here um, with the advent of social media, um, uh, the, the general liberal bent of the community, we see younger people uh, who um, uh, are identified and they are unable to do some of their the things that they wish politically liberal social justice etc because of the what somebody sees the woke sees as intersectionality uh, that uh, prevents them uh, often from participating and so one of two things happens uh, either 
the the individual says, ah, my, my 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 Jewish identity isn't 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 important enough to be. This is this is where my where I need to be, and I don't like to be picked out that way. Or um, the other group begins to recognize in America feelings of anti-Jewish, anti anti-Semitism, even up to the point of Jew hating. When you see some of the things that some of the so-called woke do uh, at institutions of higher learning and, and other areas in the society. So I think for the Jewish community, it's almost a twofer. I've observed, and I'm not sure how prevalent it is in Chicago, but it's certainly prevalent in certain communities more than others, that some of the Jewish institutions themselves have sort of started to buy into this ideology. They may not know that they're buying into an ideology. Uh, Jewish organizations and Jewish leaders and Jewish people have generally wanted to be well aligned with the sorts of the forces of civil rights and social justice in society. We see ourselves as being part of that mix of communities affected when um, society becomes more bigoted or uh, more xenophobic. And so Jews, understandably, and I've always felt this way too, want to be connected to those movements. Yet it seems that many of these organizations might be buying into the ideology itself without really giving it its due, without fully deliberating over it. Is that something that you've seen in Chicago or an observation you share? Well, I think I think you I think we all saw it a bit in the last go round uh, in Israel, Israel Hamas, the missile war, or whatever you wish to call it. Um, the 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 kind of Jew hating taking place uh, on on social media was was just over it was overwhelming, and uh, I, I I do think that's a it's a it's a big it's a big thing staring staring you in the eye and uh, does. Does cause, and then and then we see. Listen, we see the manifestations of it. We saw the um, rabbis in training, a significant number uh, who signed a letter, uh, pretty one-sided. No, no sense of that. In my is my perspective, no sense of of balance. <clears throat> uh, and, uh, and and you see again, you see those trends of you know where where the, the this some of these far left thoughts becoming. Um, Things that, that that some young Jews are actually holding on to as thoughts that they, that they want to go down that same road with those fellow travelers, uh, and I know where that road goes, and it, it's not a good road. It's not a good road for America. It's not a good road for Jews. Hmm. I know this is a this is a tough question in a way. Have you seen specific institutions in Chicago? You don't have to name them, um, but have you seen institutions in Chicago sort of embrace this and is this something is there discourse on this are you hearing people in the jewish community talk about a problem of jewish organizations themselves going down that path um not as you know chicago is still midwest midwest is always a little bit you know more a little bit more to the center uh, uh and so you know are there individuals of course uh, either individuals on the far right who happen to be Jewish, of course. Um, but no, I don't. I, I, I really, I don't. I don't. I don't see the. I think the institution, by and large, the the institutions, I, I think, are becoming more and more of the, aware of that problem. 
and are are you know they're not they may, may not be as out there, David, as in some of the things that you and others have written, um, but they're uh, but they're there conceptually in terms of recognizing that we're in some dangerous dangerous ground here, and it's especially uh, not only dangerous but but very important because in many ways it involves that younger generation, involves the next generation. And this is the generation we look to for future leadership. So my experience in all this, since I've sort of uh, come out publicly uh, about my concerns on this, is that I get a lot of very public criticism and a lot of very private compliments. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and I'm wondering to what degree you're, you're feeling that you're, and, and I'm, by the way, I'm not faulting people who are private about it. I, I suspect there was a time in my professional life where I would not have been able to speak publicly about it either. So I'm not, I don't fault anybody, but I'm wondering if that, if, if some of the more mainstream professionals that you've been around are sharing your concern. They are, but I think there's, I think there's, um, again, everything, I'm generalizing now. I think the older the person is, the more they're liable to share the concern. I think the younger, harder. And so I, I do have these conversations both with volunteer leadership, leadership and professional leadership. And um, people that are part of my age cohort, more and more people saying more and more of the same things. And then as you go to your generation, less so, and then the generation before you, a uh, lot less so. And that's that's my general impression. Mm, see. So I, I recently wrote a piece and I want to sort of try out the thesis on you. Um, it was uh, a strategic reset in Jewish advocacy and community relations. And the thesis of it is that the Jewish community um, and the pro-Israel community have, have tried very hard to engage non-Jewish progressives around Israel in the hopes of winning over some of the fence sitters on, on Israel so that they we move them away from the delegitimization idea. And if they're not, they may not become fans of the state of Israel, but at least they won't become adversaries of it. Um, and I increasingly started to feeling that feeling, especially with this onset of this ideology, that this was becoming harder and harder to do, that we were spending a lot of time and energy trying to win over a few people, but that this ideology was just making it very challenging. And that time would be, and resources would be better spent trying to build a new coalition. I call it the rebuilding the center strategy, but it would focus more on building a coalition from center left to center right of the spectrum, people who are more likely are ready to agree with us and that the focal point of the, the coalition is not necessarily Israel, but rather the a commitment to liberal principles, classical liberal principles, liberal democracy, and so forth. What do you think about that idea in terms of a shift in strategic focus? I, I think the shift is needed. Um, I was I was very active when we set up the Israel Action Network of the Jewish Federations. At that time, uh, you were at JCPA, and 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 I and I was a, a strong proponent of let's really work hard with the very progressive, the progressive. That's the way to win this. 
if the progressives begin to say, well, wait a second, there's there's differences here, we'll be okay on our issue. And it was it was specifically in fighting back on BDS, and it didn't work. That isn't to say that there aren't progressive people out there who in fact Jew and non-Jew alike who don't buy into some of the really far left stuff, of course there are, and 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 do under and even understand its implications in terms of uh, of, of anti-Semitism and, and 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 what that and what that means, um, but not in great number. And and it does seem like I, I, I again I, I thought that made good sense ten years ago. I don't think so anymore. I mm. think that uh, that. Listen, to the extent, if you believe that America, notwithstanding the two tribes, notwithstanding the crazy set of politics that we're facing in the last couple of few years, um, I still think that the center of America is a significant is a significant chunk. And we're seeing that. You're, we're seeing some of this stuff at school board meetings and, and what have you, that, that the middle of America is, is accepting of, of, of some different perspectives and kind of has a sense of right and wrong. And I think that that's where our allies are. I think that, again, as you, as you say, left of center to right of center, there's, that's a pretty big middle. And uh, I, think, uh, I think the rewards will be better if our focus uh, is in that area. Yeah, could not agree more. Um, so I've been having an interesting back and forth, and it's actually going to be published in the not too distant future with somebody I greatly respect, um, Iran Shishon, who is the CEO of the Reut Group in Israel. Um, it's a group that in part defined the challenge of delegitimization that led to the creation of groups like the IAN. And, and when they when they studied this phenomenon closely in uh, you know around 2009, 2010. Um, and um, he sort of agrees, by the way, that there, we need to start to do a rebuilding the center strategy. But we're, we're, we differ on a key point. He argues that, that if the Jewish community sort of does what I'm doing, what David Bernstein and what the Jewish Institute for Liberal Values are doing, which is to sort of take on wokeness or woke ideology, that we will, we will come apart at the seams that will be too divisive and that we should instead focus on one aspect of it, which is what he calls, and what they call, Reut, erase of anti-Semitism. And that's the idea that, um, that Jews do not fit into this oppressor versus oppressed paradigm. And when you force us into it, you're in a way erasing our identity. You're saying that we don't have the ability and the right to define ourselves as Jews and our own oppression and so forth. And that's really an anti-Semitic act. Um, so he says, I wouldn't criticize woke ideology altogether. I don't think the mainstream Jewish community should do that. It'll become too divisive and polarized, but we should just focus on how Jews are portrayed there. What, what do you think about that sort of difference of opinion? Well, again, it, depending on who's doing the leader, you'll say, again, certain, certain institutions can do certain things, other institutions uh, can't. Um, but yeah. to the extent, again, I come back to something I said earlier, some of the, the, the things that make us nervous are, are we, we see them in the bigger society. And I think in the bigger society, this really far left woke 
some say Marxist, whatever, whatever way you want to identify it. But, but, but certainly it's not liberal. The actions there are not liberal. And there's no support for First Amendment and free speech. And it's people telling you how to think and what you can say and cancel culture and all the rest. I think it's almost, I don't know, disingenuous. It's, it, it, as, as Americans, when you wake up one morning and you say, whoa, wait a second, this is going too far. This isn't good. And I, I, I don't know why you would hold back on, on, on that piece. I don't think it'll fracture because I think at the end of the day, I don't think that's where the majority, majority of Jews are liberal in America, but the majority right. of Jews are not woke. And yeah. if that's the right terminology. So I, I, I um, with respect uh, to a, a good mind there, um, I don't I don't I don't think that the, that would be I don't think it's divisive. I think there is an appetite to get at it a little bit uh, and, uh, and and it can attach on to the larger society's movement saying, whoa, that's that's too far. You know, that's too extreme. Not for us. It's bad. Okay, so I want to I want to put forward a sort of a case study um, and get your wisdom and insight into it. Um, so recently, there was a um, a major argument um, in the Jewish community in California over what is called the Model Ethnic Studies curriculum. Um, this is a curriculum that is sort of utilizes the ideology that we've been talking about. It's, it, 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 it talks a lot about oppressed versus oppressors and so forth. Um, and it was being pushed forth by the, um, the Department of Education in California, and it had legislation behind it. And there were two minds in the Jewish community. There were people who said, this is just bad for the Jewish community, um, and we shouldn't support this no matter what, because it's ideological, and that ideology will inflame anti-Semitism. And there were other people saying, look, we may or may not like this, but if we don't fight for better representation of Jews, we're going to be left out of it. And so there were groups like the JCRC in San Francisco that pushed very hard to get Jewish narratives into this curriculum. And there were other groups, and I think the American Jewish Committee would be one, which in the end opposed it, um, saying, I'm sorry, but this curriculum is just problematic um, from the get-go. We should not support it under any circumstances because it's just too ideological. What, if this came to Chicago or came to Illinois, what, what would your thinking be about that? Well, my, 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 my thinking would have been more in line with the American Jewish Committee's thinking, but, but that doesn't mean that all other organizations would necessarily see it that way. Um, I think you find find the same. I'm, you know, I'm, I and and you know, with, and, and I followed that from afar. I wasn't intimately involved uh, in that. I wasn't surprised with the San Francisco kind of approach that kind of fit for all variety of reasons. And they and they meant to do good there. They they do mean to do good. It's not as if they it's do. like yeah, you, know, you know, an undercutting right. of anything. But um, no, I come back to what I said before. I don't want to repeat. I just think these issues are going to play themselves out in the larger society in which we live, and um, and they're important in that larger society, and they're important to us as Americans, and then they're also important to us as Jews. And I think they attach and they connect together. And if it's bad, if something's wrong, let's not be too nuanced about it. Let's begin come out and say, no, 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 that's wrong. That's that's not good for people. That's not good for America. It's not good for the Jews. Mm. 
Yeah. Are you um are you optimistic that uh, that we'll be able to sort of bring the country back together over time or find some common ground? Or do you think that these sources of polarization are going to continue to pull us apart? Yeah, well, it depends. It depends what time of the day it is, to tell you the right. truth, David. Yeah. Uh, sometimes my family sometimes tell me, you know, snap out of it. Come on, get with it. You're a little, little too depressed. And yet, I, I, I think, and you know, I get opportunity as I stepped out of uh, my role. Um, I hope it's not Pollyannish, but I have, I have great confidence in that, in that, in those next generations. And um, I think we need to. I, I think we need to be supportive. We need to bet on them. We need to help them be more resilient. We need to up the knowledge level. We need immersive experiences. All the things that we talk about in terms of next generation. We need to do all those things. And if we do all those things, um, I, I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't bet against. Uh, these these things these things changing, and um, we we find ourselves in a, in a in a better position, feeling a little a little more stable than we than we have the last number of years. So I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take the <laughs> little bit a little bit right of center optimistic piece. I see. So it's been what about two years since your transition from yeah, president? Yeah, two and a half actually. Yeah. yeah, two and a half. Wow, time flies. And your son Lonnie took over. Um, who was, you know, somebody I've known over the years, a great professional. How, how does the um, how does the federation? How is it different today than it was when you were president? Well, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it's you know the, the 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 wonderful thing about legacy institutions are that although they have this you know this wonderful history and they're built on the shoulders of the people that came before them. And all of that, and that's all true. But by definition, they're they're constantly changing organisms, and that's what's always been so funny. You know, when people sometimes point their finger at the establishment and said, you know, it doesn't doesn't move, and it, it's it's nonsense. It's always moving. Right. It's moving because the leadership is changing, the professionals are changing. There's uh, you know, look at the, we, we have social media yeah, in the ways that we have it today that we didn't have it 15 years ago. So, you know, um, uh, it is changing. What's different is that I'm seeing, I'm seeing the change from outside. I'm not, I'm not outside, obviously, but, but I'm a step away from day-to-day decision-making and all the rest. And so it's, 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 it's interesting. And, uh, um, you know, nothing, nothing radical, uh, but um, I think again, I think leaders, you know, are are constantly pushing the envelope and going into new areas or seeing a problem in a in a way different than the people did a few years uh, before them. So it's a, it's it's interesting, it's dynamic, um, and uh, you know, I'm separate and apart from um, my my relationship. I I feel very good. Uh, about uh, uh, the institution and, and where, where, what it's doing, how it got through COVID, if we're through COVID, uh, and how it how it sees the future and, and, and what it needs to do to to continue to uh, be meaningful to in the lives of many. Um, so, 
one of your colleagues um, who's no also uh, retired and went on to other things, I'm not going to name him, um, told me a long time ago, this probably goes back, I don't know, maybe 12 years ago, that he was uh, bullish about his own community for the next 20 years. But after that, he doesn't know. And it wasn't it wasn't down. He just said, I don't know. I know the people who are rising through the ranks now. And I know where they're going to be in 20 years by and large. And I think um, I can say with confidence that my community will be able to sustain its growth for the next 20 years. It will continue to have positive campaigns. Do you feel that way about, I mean, this is now 12 years later, so maybe it's a different place. Do you feel that this next generation of leadership that you're seeing philanthropists is able to sustain the structures that you helped build? I think so. I, you know, and, and it, it, it remains to be seen. I mean, what we see in Chicago, and I think in a number of other places, is the um, the, the the 50, the, the people in their late 40s until their early 60s in Chicago, my opinion, are spectacular. I mean, th these were, these are, you know, leaders that are quite younger than I, and I think they're fabulous. They're Jewishly literate, they're experienced, they're successful, um, they're engaging, and they're generous. So I know that that, 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 that cohort is going to continue to, to run its course in a very positive way. Um, but, but then it comes back to the questions of, you know, what, 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 comes, what comes after. And so notwithstanding that I'm optimistic for the future, kind of, um, I've always felt, I always kind of like chuckle when, you know, when organizations, including federations, go into their long range planning. And in truth, mm -hmm. I think in institutions, if you could do short term planning well, and maybe, maybe intermediate planning, you're doing pretty good. Long range planning, give me a break. There are so many, so many things that could happen over, over a 20 year period of time that who would have thought and how could you have predicted, how, how, how would you have predicted COVID, for example? Right. What is the impact of COVID on society and on Jewish and the Jewish community? So I've never been a big fan of long range planning. I only participated in one such program. I, I disliked it so much. I made sure we didn't have any others. Uh, and uh, so, uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I think, again, I, I think ever, I mean, it sounds trite, but, you know, ever vigilant, constantly engaging, bringing leadership along, trusting leadership, uh, and, 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 and that way, hopefully, they'll be there to, 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 to keep the community strong 20, 30 years up the road. It made me laugh because uh, not too long ago, I approached a foundation about the possibility of supporting the work I'm doing. And they asked if I had a three to five year strategic plan. And I had, you know, the organization is seven months old. No one has done anything like it before. There's no best practices. There's no, um, there, there, the, the, and, and to think that we could project what this is going to be, you know, I'm lucky three months from now would be a good long range plan. Um, you know, uh, we'll, we can tell you maybe what we'll be doing in three months from now, depending on what controversies emerge, but we can tell you some of the things we plan on emphasizing. How's that? Um, yeah. So, but uh, that's great. Well, this has a, been a really uh, incredible uh, opportunity for me to talk to you, with you and get your insights to this. And um, I'm hoping, um, Steve, that that some of the other folks that 
agree with you on these issues and are are willing to come out and say so in the coming um, days ahead and that we can have similar rich conversations with them and, and start flagging some of these concerns. We don't have to exaggerate them, but we also don't want to underplay them either. And I'm hoping um, you, you being on this podcast and uh, on this YouTube video that we'll do will help bring other, encourage others to come out. So thank you so much for setting the well, example. D David, thank you. And and uh, at the risk of sounding reciprocal, um, I do want you to know, and I, and I think you do know, I, I really appreciate the work that you're doing. I think it's really important. And, uh, and I think it's, and it doesn't have to be gigantic in size and all the rest. Doesn't. Sometimes there's some real benefits in being small and nimble. Um, and, but I, I, I think pecking at, the, at, at some of the things that are, that are out there, I, I think you're going to find lots and lots of people will be shaking their head and saying, you know, that, that, actually, makes, that actually makes sense. And um, so I think, you're, I think you're onto something really very important. Uh, and I wish you only the very best. And, and you know that I, I, I do feel supportive of it and I look forward uh, to opportunities uh, to, uh, to, to, to play a role. Thank you. Thanks a million, really appreciate it.